Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Round Two Podcast. This is Nikki, your host, and I am super excited, number one, because I'm sitting in my closet recording, so there should be no echoing, no trucks backing up. Um, maybe I'm being a little bit too nitpicky, but I heard those things on the last episode, so if you did too, I apologize, and we're doing our best to not have that happen again. Um, but I'm also excited because I have my friend Andrea on with me today, and she is not only amazing, but she's absolutely hilarious, so no pressure, but um, I'm excited to have this conversation with her and share it with all of you. So Andrea, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Do you want me to start with just cracking jokes? Is that... I mean, that's really the expectation at this point. I'll just go straight to the stand-up. Um, so yeah, my name's Andrea. I, um, I live in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, I've been here about four years. I'm a native Californian, well, Arizona Californian. Um, I'm a mom. I've got two kiddos, Grace, who's 13 and Easton, who's 11 and a husband who's 44 and a half and bright eyed. (laughs) I'm glad you threw the half in there. How many months is that? (laughs) Um, we've married, um, I'm embarrassed to say, I, I think it's 16 years, maybe it's 17. Uh, it's so bad that you stop like you're just, we're just, we've just been together. Um, we've been together actually for 22 years, I think. Because you guys um, met in college, right? We met in college, but we didn't date until we both moved. We were actually like a total Harry when Harry met Sally, uh-huh. we were just buddies. I mean, like we wouldn't even hug. Like we would just watch football and hang out and make each other laugh. And then after like two years of doing that, we were like, all right, like we're pretty much in love with each other, right? Oh, that's cute. Went from there. So yeah. Um, and I currently, I was gonna say I own a boutique. I owned a boutique, but I just closed it to open a newer, bigger, better, better yeah. <laughs> um, that's going to open in February. And it's, um, it's called Society. It's a total dream come true. I get to build out the space and it's ladies clothing, which I love. So it's been a total dream come true, but it's funny. I, it wasn't my first dream. Yeah. Because I, when I was little, um, I'd say like, you know, I don't know, uh, from middle school on, um, I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. Oh, like, okay. So you are, you've always been, had the funny gene. Always. And I think it's funny, my brother, I definitely get it from my brother, um, who ended up being my writing partner actually, but he's, he is super funny, super witty. And I think he, we would sit there and watch Saturday Night Live or we'd record in living color and watch sketch yeah. comedy. And like, we would quote it all the time. I'm sure my older sister and my parents were like, Ugh. but like it would reenact sketches. And I just, I loved it, but I didn't ever think that that's what I wanted to do for a living. I just knew I, I liked, I loved laughing. I still do. I love making people laugh. That's yeah. really like always it. It was like a, like a rush, like, Ooh, I got him to laugh. Right. So it was always kind of my favorite thing. So, um, both my brother and I went to university of Arizona, um, studied film and television. Um, I mean, I don't really think we studied much. 
<laughs> yeah, it's tough to go to college in Arizona where it's sunny all the time and fun and you just want to drink. That was pretty much it. Um, just drinking at dirt bags and um, yeah, that was it. But uh, I, he had graduated two years before me and went into the entertainment industry and I followed in his footsteps and he helped me get my first job. Um, which was for an actor, a personal assistant for an actor. Oh, fun. He, he had, this actor had his own um, sitcom. Well, it was a pilot. Okay. And so I was just his personal assistant and uh, basically, you know, did the typical personal assistant stuff, which is like Coffee, laundry or dry cleaning, that kind of stuff. And it's for the wife, which I did a lot for the wife. It's uh -huh. all, you know, like buying extravagant gifts for yeah. one celebrity and dropping them off to another celebrity's house. You know, it was a lot of that. <laughs> like your Honda Civic, right? Like driving. Herself. I was like, all right, driving through LA. Like, yeah, it was, but it was, it was fun. And at 21, it was, you know, it was cool. Like, yeah. oh, absolutely. I got to go to the Tonight Show and meet Jay Leno and go to Madonna's house and all these different things that I'm like, this is cool. You're 21. Like, yeah. Well, especially back, God, I'm going to age ourselves, but like, especially like, you know, 23, 24 years ago. I mean, it's funny. It's so funny to me thinking how, you know, I saw something the other day where it was like, wait a minute, like 20 years ago was 2002, not 1980. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, like like when I talk about when I lived in LA after college, and someone's like, oh, I lived in LA after college too, and I'm like, oh, neat. And they're like, what years were you there? And I'm like, 2000 to 2004. And they're like, oh, I was there in 2018. I'm like, yeah, we are not the same. Like you were a baby. Yeah. When I was there. I know. <laughs> yeah, we have a chat for our fantasy football team or league, and um, it started popping off last night because of a, a trade from for McCaffrey is now on the 49ers. And so one of the girls in our league who is actually a coworker of mine, she was like, oh, my God, we're going to the Super Bowl, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what are they talking about? And then I was like, oh, that guy got traded to the 49ers. And she's like, I've I've never seen them in a Super Bowl, like, or I've never seen them win a Super Bowl as an adult. And one of the other girls in the league who's who's our age, she was like, wait a minute, how old are you? <laughs> you candlestick Park? <laughs> she's like, you were born in the 90s? What? <laughs> oh, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so in between running those errands and doing that stuff, um, the best part was going to the sitcom set. Yeah. Or sitting my office for the actor. He, it, he was like the head guy, the head actor on this show is all about him. And it was actually a great time slot too. It got picked up, but it was in between like Friends and Will and Grace. Like it was oh, a perfect. Yeah. And I got to be on set around all these different, different sitcoms and stuff. But the best part was my desk was right outside the writer's room. Oh, awesome. You know, the, the writer's pit. So all these writers had different offices and then they'd run out and say like, I had this idea, you know, for this, this, this. So I was sitting there and I'm, and they're just it's a, mostly men at the time. It really is a dominated, the comedy industry is very dominated by men. Mm -hmm. It's mostly all these guys just cracking each other up. Oh, that's and so like, awesome. Did you just sit there and just laugh? 
all day. This is my, this is what I want to do. And and I tend to, I have great girlfriends and I love making girls laugh too, but nothing makes me feel better than winning over a group of funny guys. Uh Cause they're like, Oh, she's funny. Yeah. (laughs) So like, so winning over these professional writers, yeah. not to mention my boss and all that, like was like my ultimate goal. Like they need to know, like, I'm pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I think I thought I was, but I, you know, I don't think I, again, I didn't think I wanted to be anything other than, I don't know, an assistant at that point. I don't really know. Right. And I got some validation. Like a couple people were like, you're really funny. Like yeah. you, sh- you should write that down. And I came up with a concept for uh, an episode and they're like, write it, let's see it. And oh I remember just having that super excitement where I'm like, oh my gosh, I could do this for a living. Um, so basically the next 10 years, that show did not get picked up for another season, unfortunately. Okay. I did write it. I did write a spec script. Awesome. I had everything. I mean, I was like ready, but unfortunately it didn't get picked up. So then the next 10 years were really um, a million different jobs. Um, once you know you want to be a writer, the key, especially a television writer, um, the key is to be a writer's assistant because you learn how to write the scripts, um, but it's, and you learn how to edit, you learn the whole process, but it's grueling. grueling And the worst for someone who is not detail oriented, bad at spelling. You know, I was like, I was not good at any of these things. I'm like, just let me write the dialogue. Just let me write the dialogue. I can do it. And so in between kind of the shitty, like I worked for some really bad shows that didn't get picked up or like one was on like some Christian network that was just like, I'm like, this is the worst show. Like they can do better. (laughs) You have a million of these, you know, jobs. I worked for horrible producers and directors and all this stuff. So long story short, after 10 years, and actually one thing that did happen that was great is my brother, who's my writing partner, we wrote a script. We ended up getting an agent at CAA um, and sold this script. But what you hear, I'm sure you've heard these stories before, whether it's, you know, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon or whoever writing people, they write for years and years and years or they have an idea for like 10, 15 years. Like we've been making this movie for this long. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that how they got even Goodwill Hunting? They'd been like working on it for forever? I think so. Yeah. the entertainment industry is very much a long game. And if you are not tolerant mm-hmm. meaning of difficult people, bad pay, bad hours, mm-hmm. you won't, it won't work. Yeah. And that's definitely what happened to me. I went from, this was my dream to where you, you think this is what it's going to be. Yeah. And you see what it is and you see kind of what happens to people and I think I was like and you're you're treated like shit and I'm like I don't I don't think this is what I want to do anymore and it's hard because I've worked 10 years for it right right wasted 10 years of my life thinking this is what I wanted and it was about the time that I'd gotten married um and we were I'd gotten pregnant and I went back to work after I had Grace, had my daughter. Um, but after that time, I'm just like, I, my tolerance level was zero. I was not, a, I was not good. 
I didn't want to be an assistant. I didn't want to even write anymore. And if I did want to write, I wanted to write alone, a script by myself. I didn't need to, to do some of the other stuff that came along with it. Mm -hmm. It was a really hard decision to walk away from something that I got really close, really, really close. And that industry is very much like that. You can be so close, like it's your one meeting away or one yes away, whether you're an actor or writer or developing a script or producer, or whatever. The second, um, you know, this it can it can make or break you with one decision and one thing. And I think you get enough of those, enough yeah. of it didn't work out or we got close or, you know, this we made a couple films that went to different uh, film festivals and all these things. You just, you have enough negative experiences that I was done. I was burned. And I was like, at this point, and it was really hard to admit. And I don't know if other moms have ever felt this um, because being a mom is very rewarding, but it's very much, um, it's respected, but not as a job. You know, yeah. no, like I, it's my career, right? You don't get paid for it. You just do right. it. But all I really wanted at that stage in my life, and it was totally embarrassing to admit because I was, went to school. I wanted to be a professionalist. All I wanted to be was a mom. Like, I just want to be a mom. Yeah. Like, really what I want to be. Um, I do just want to make cookies and hang out with her. Like, yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. It isn't. There isn't, but I think at the time I definitely felt like there was. Yeah. And I don't know if it's based on how I was raised or just, I don't know. I felt probably like society too. I mean, there's all these different pressures and they're certainly different for women and working moms and, you know, you're juggling so much and wearing multiple hats and the expectations on women as parents are different than the expectation on men as parents. And- I can only imagine the different levels of, you know, anxiety and guilt and frustration and, you know, being hard on yourself that all of that brings. Yeah, for sure. And I was, I went and I was a stay at home mom for a long time and it, I did love it. Now, not, I mean, there are plenty of times when I hated it too, <laughs> you know, I mean, um, but I, I did, I, I did love it when they were really little. When they started to get a little older, like actually it was about the time when maybe Easton um, was about four or five, I could see that he was going to be going to school soon. And I kind of started to feel this, like, like, who am I? Cause when I go to school, what am I going to, I'm not just going to be like hanging out at home, you know, right. like, I, I will always make myself busy. I'm that sort of person. Like I always have a to-do list of something, but I didn't, I could already feel that I was just a mom and I didn't want that identity. I didn't want my kids to only see me as a mom. I wanted them to be like, oh no, you're mom, but like you're this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess I started to write a book actually with a friend, started to do that. I got super self-obsessive with my body. I'm like, okay, my body's my job. That can be it. So did every sort of challenge, every two days, I was like uh, totally obsessed, but like that was not fulfilling. Uh It it actually was worse. It actually made me more, um, more self-obsessed and more about myself. And I think I was 
looking for something that I could share. And I think oh, for uh -huh. some this my humor or something. And this was just like, you know, I just, it, it wasn't fulfilling what I thought it would be. Cause I thought, well, maybe I'll own a gym or maybe I'll become a personal trainer, but like, it didn't speak to me the way, um, the way, well, I had ended up meeting this friend and she told me that she was a stylist for oh. Stitch, Stitch Fix. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and she's like, yeah, I set my own hours. I style from home. Um, you know, I get, I get paid decent. Like it's really great. And I'm like, and I, I've always loved clothes. Um, I already was like, when I shop, I buy, like, I'll call a friend or I'll call my sister and be like, okay, I found this really cute. Do you like this one or this one? You know, uh -huh. or buy it anyway. I'm like, I got this for me, got, got this for you. Just send me money or whatever. Yeah. I was already kind of doing that. Um, and it, just the way she was describing it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. So she was able to get me an interview. I nailed the interview. I got the job and working for stitch fix was very it was perfect because while my kids were at school i could do that for four or five hours so it was totally fulfilling because it gave me an identity that i hadn't had for so long you yeah. know like for so long i just felt like mom yeah and this was well, like you're like helping people pick out clothes that like they put on and they feel good about themselves so it's like oh this is like so like it's such a feel-good type situation it is it's the best that was the best feat when you would get feedback yeah from each client they'd be like oh my gosh she nailed it she knew exactly what i was you know what i was trying to do or what i wanted so that by far is the best part um about being a stylist so after i did that i styled like thousands it's boot camp like you have like a quota that you have to meet oh okay it's very much like boom 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 like you have 15 minutes to style one one. Oh, uh, I also thought it was interesting when you said you interviewed because I, I guess I was always more under the assumption that working as a stitch fit stitch fix, that's a mouthful it is, it is. Um, stylist was more along the lines of like signing up to sell beach body or yeah, something. Yeah. No, it's actually they, and you can only get hired if you live within 50 miles, I think, of one of their headquarters. And there was one in, I don't know where. I mean, I was living in Orange County, but it was, I, I interviewed in San Diego. That's where it was. Okay. Um, yeah. And so it was boot camp. So I already had some, you know, stylish instincts, but mm -hmm. in order to learn fit and yeah. fabrication and brands, which came in later, very key. Um, I, I learned a ton. So I, I, it was kind of grueling, but I, I loved it for a while. And then, I, then I left and did independent styling and just would style friends, family was all referral um, and worked primarily through Nordstrom because they have the best return policy ever. So yeah. I would be I able to still have a good return. I mean, I, I buy things online, but the closest yeah. one to me closed. Um, but yeah. I mean, I remember I worked there again forever ago and uh, that was during the era of you know when someone had returned a tire or whatever you know? I remember that story I'm like is that true but yes yeah. it, is, it is that good I mean like even if you I this happened to me I bought a pair of Valentino heels and I yeah you know, I don't typically buy designer stuff that often I mean I will splurge occasionally sure. um, but I did on these Valentino heels 
and I wore them like three times and the heel on them kept breaking like the little piece that isn't very very oh, bottom. The bottom yeah they give you extras like they are they do get worn out but this was like I wore them like three times and they kept falling out um and I think I had had them for like six months and I brought them to Nordstrom and I'm like listen and they're like okay I'm like what what like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like okay you're Great. like okay huh all right I'm okay with that. but it's funny with my store now I always joke we live in this very small little town in Franklin and Williamson's county is pretty small but I'm always like I am the Nordstrom <laughs> of Tennessee nice. and I that is one of my my return policy and it has not been abused yeah um, is anytime if you're not happy and you want your money back you get your money back yeah. like why would it be like i'm sorry no it's like yes it's yeah. that's fine i mean and most of the time it's not abused now if someone returns something that's in a totally different season i will still return it but it's, it's you know it's not ideal because i can't yeah. sell it you know yeah but, well, I remember hearing stories too of like people cleaning out their closets and finding things with like Nordstrom stickers on them. And I think this, I think it, this might've happened when I worked there. It was like people, someone brought like a tie back or something. And it had been in their closet for like 15 years and like the husband had never wore it. And I'm like, this was probably $9. Yeah. 15 years ago I, I don't think we could even scan it into the system because it, it was so old I'm like you want it sold anywhere sir yeah I don't even know how to return this yeah um so I I was doing the styling um in Orange County and then uh Brian and I decided to move to Tennessee in 2018 his company relocated here and he didn't have to move but um we came out for like a look trip we're like oh, let's just look you know yeah, I all his clients are all over so again we can live wherever and we thought we'd be in california and orange county where we were forever but came out we saw that we could have a ton more space for mm -hmm. the money we thought maybe this would be great for our kids yeah like, i mean right it just it, it sounded great even though i didn't exactly know where tennessee was yeah right you're like, like let me look at the map here like i know it's in this region here yeah. above florida and yeah. below ohio um and it's landlocked which freaked me out i was like what do you mean where's the ocean i don't get it so it was a little weird but um yeah, we came out and we're just like, let's do it. Why not? Why be scared? Let's, um, you only live once. Let's, let's have a whole new life. Let's flee. Let's flee California. And we did. And it's, California before fleeing California was cool. <laughs> no, we did. We were like, we were, the first. we were the first. We were here before everything. I can't believe that it was 2018. I don't know why. I feel like you guys like just moved there. And so do we. It's crazy how fast time flies but um and about I so I started to build my book of business here with clients like in our neighborhood and stuff and Brian was the first to be like I had been doing styling events at different boutiques around here oh that's and, fun yeah and he came and saw me at one of them and saw that I was styling people and like selling I was selling clothes and I remember we were driving home or driving to dinner or something he's like 
would you, would you ever want like your own store? And I was like, you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. I'm like, I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, like, I haven't even allowed myself to think that big, but what, what woman doesn't want her own boutique? Of course, I would love, I would love my own store. He's like, well, maybe we should look into that. It was a huge mistake on his part because if- Because you're like, all right, here's all my research. <laughs> yeah, it takes no time. Once it's like the seed has been planted, I'm like, boom, I'm off. Yeah, so, you're like, this ain't an oak tree, buddy. This is going to grow quick. <laughs> totally, totally. Like within a week, I'm like, I found a location. <laughs> <laughs> I found a location. I found a location. I have a name. Like it just, it, yeah, it was crazy. So we opened up Goldfinch. That was the name of the store three years ago. And then within a month of it opening, COVID hit. Yeah. So it was like what? What do you mean? Um, but it was a very unconventional store. Anyway, I, I called it kind of a stylist studio. It was a okay. run boutique. So it was a little tiny store on like a little country road. It wasn't like I was in like a mall or somewhere. Uh-huh. So I kind of, I mean, people wore masks when they came in, but it wasn't like I ever had more than one or two people in the store ever anyway. Okay. So that makes it I easier. Only, I only had to shut down for like two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's, and our whole neighborhood where everyone was in denial with COVID anyway. So it was worked out well. So I was just like, and, and I started a delivery service. Uh-huh. So the, oh, that's great. Yeah. I just dropped everything off to their porches. I'm like, yeah, yeah I, this. I went online really quickly and did that. And then, so where we are now is we open or we're opening up this new one in February simply because I need foot traffic and there was an opportunity in a shopping center that oh, was awesome. ideal where I it's super close to where I'm still still going to keep my same customer base but uh-huh. find a bunch of other people too. So that's, that's so exciting that's journey and it's kind of weird where I've gone from one to the to the next but next thing but. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like that's, that's life. I mean, very yeah. few times are you like, I'm going to do this. And then at the end, you're exactly where you thought you were going to be. So it's definitely changed a few times in my life, but I don't think I would change it. There's times when I'm like, Oh, I, you know, I wish I was sitting in a writer's room or I wish I was, you know, seeing something on, on the, television or you know something right I still get ideas where I'm like oh, yeah great but I think that part of me realized that I don't need to get paid to make people laugh yeah totally I if I and I don't I make people laugh on Instagram you know? <laughs> <I do. laughs> like, now that's my that's how I do it you know so. oh my god I love that you know it's uh funny when my mom and I were traveling this summer I don't know what, I don't know what we were talking about. We were walking, walking at some point, since that's all you do in Europe is just walk and walk and walk. So we're walking somewhere and I'm sure we walked by some boutique in there. We saw something and my mom follows you and she brought you up and she said something about your, you know, closing Goldfinch and opening the new one. I think it was around the time where you're still trying to decide on the name. And, um, and so we were just chit-chatting and then like literally within five minutes, maybe I said something and I said, Oh, Andrea, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, who's Andrea. And I go, are you, are you joking? I go, we were literally just talking about her. She goes, we were. And I'm like, 
Andrea, she owns Goldfinch. And she goes, oh, I didn't know her name. <laughs> I goes, I just think of her as the Goldfinch lady. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fair. <laughs> That's the one thing with Instagram that is like, I like that way better because if it was my name, I don't, as we all know with Instagram, it's very self-indulgent. It's lots of like, look, everybody come see how good I look, right? <laughs> totally. um, but at the same time, that's part of my job. So it's, yeah. I try and acknowledge the absurdity of it. Yeah. But I also am like, no, but seriously, look at how good I look. You guys need these pants. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm, I, I don't think, at least I try not to be the like, I just wanted to jump on here. Um, and you're just like, oh God. I uh, know. I know. That's what, I know that is what's so funny about social media is it's like angles and lighting and you know all of the things I mean we're all guilty of it right I mean every anybody who follows me on Instagram knows that I love the freaking uh lighting in my office hallway and now the girls who sit in that hallway they just see me walking down around two o'clock and they're like oh it's selfie time I'm like you're damn right it is it's it is because the lighting you can't beat it People will come into the store and they're like, oh, you look good in everything on Instagram. I'm like, right. Do you think I'm going to post the shit that I don't look good in? I'm like, right. the things that I pull over half my leg and I'm like, nope, nope. I'm not going to show that one. Right. I, I can't show it. I can't show it. But, I will show, but I'll be honest that I'm like, hey, I had to size up because these look ridiculous on me at this totally. size. But um, yeah, I, mean, I, I only show what I look good in. Yeah. Know? Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm not going to put something on where it, it does not flatter my body in any way and go, hey, come, come try this on. Buy these if you too want love handles. Yeah, right. I know. I know. That's what's so crazy about clothing is, is that you can, you can be at your best self for your height, your weight. You can, you can be truly like great and look great and try on the wrong thing and look like you have on a trash bag yep. or look like you are 150 pounds heavier than you actually are. Yep. And that's why it's so important to dress for your body type. Yeah. And why it's so important to have good lighting in your dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that top light coming down. You need oh. the top forward sides you need well, that's like Nordstrom that's that was one of their their downfalls was their lighting or is their lighting in their dressing rooms because it it is like oh look at every single imperfection on my body it's going to be amplified in here so I would always tell myself if I try something on and I look good in the Nordstrom dressing room then I'm going to look like a supermodel anywhere else in the world totally. it's true I feel like so in Orange County I had access to so many Nordstrom like it was like yeah four or five within 20, 30 minutes. Um, and they all kind of had different dressing rooms. So like some of them were okay, but some uh -huh. of them were like, what? Come on, you yeah. guys, you want to sell clothes? Like people, no one looks good in this. No. Yeah. The one that was the store that was in Sacramento that, um, is now closed it was just horrific. I mean, you could be having the best day and feeling like you are literally Giselle like walking down the runway and going there and be like maybe I should just call it <laughs> like yeah. eh, I'll just stay home I'm just gonna stay home I'm not going out nope 
just going to wake up tomorrow and try again. <laughs> or, or not. Or not. Just or just stay in bed. Or not. Just stay in bed. Eventually the bed sheets can be just my robe. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So now what are, who are going to be your neighbors in your new space and what kind of clientele, like, are you anticipating? Is it like near a college? Is it young? Is it like, like women like us in our forties thriving and living our best lives? Yes. yes, it is actually. I love it because my customer is me. Oh, great. It's all women, primarily women in their 30s, 40s, um, and they all still want to look cute. They all still want to wear the stuff that's, you know, whatever's cool and hip. Yeah. They'll say hip. I don't think they do. That's the first thing about being hip. Don't say hip. <laughs> don't say hip. I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you, I have to Google, like everyday jargon on a regular basis because I or acronyms I will be like what does that mean just to try to feel like I can even communicate with half of the people that I work with yeah like all acronyms and abbreviated everything's yeah Um, words that like are very normal that now have a meaning that you would never anticipate or guess yes totally yeah great thing about my location is it's in like apartment homes. So I think it's going to be young, some younger women, like younger families and next to a a grocery store. I'm not directly next to a grocery store, but in that shopping center, but I love that I'm next to F45. So it's going to be like a healthy, cool. I love F45 too. So I'll probably just work out and just go there. Yeah. And then a restaurant right next to me on the other side. So it should get like the tipsy, the tipsy post happy hour, post well, lunch. It's a breakfast place or a brunch and brunch and lunch. So oh, actually, perfect. yeah, it'll unfortunately, no, it's called Biscuit Love. It's like a famous place here in, in Nashville. Um, so I'm like, crap. I'm like, they have to try and close before they eat biscuits. Yeah, that's true. Although if you have biscuits and mimosas, you kind of forget you had the biscuits and then can go try on. That's true. Some of my best shopping has been done after a heavy wine lunch. I know you feel like you're like, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like this credit card has no, no, no problem being exercised right now. Basically, I should get a liquor license. <laughs> yes, exactly. Drug my clientele. Yeah. <laughs> to buy then everything they try on will look and feel fantastic, regardless yeah. of the price point. To a fault, I'll be, I mean, in the kindest way possible, but because of my styling background, I'm the first to be like, nope. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's the way you build trust with your customers anyway. You 100%. Perfect for you. And you're like, yeah, like back fat rolls. Well, that's not perfect for you. Maybe this would be better. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh God. I know. And I think it, I mean, I think it, I don't know. I, I, what I lo- what I personally love about fashion right now is that it's so, there's so many options, which sometimes can be a detriment in any aspect of life. If you have a million options, you're like, how do I choose? But I also think that it's so common now that 
you know, there's this mix of like high fashion, low fashion, you know, there's the Amazon fashion, there's the fast fashion, there's all these different things. But it once, I know for me, once I figured out like what kinds of things work for my body and what kinds of things don't, it's made it that much easier and that much more fun to try different things and then to go, okay, well, I have this you know, these overalls and I need like a, you know, black crop t-shirt. Well, I'll just order that on Amazon because it'll be here tomorrow and no one's going to know if it's Amazon or if it's, you know, Louis Vuitton, not that they make like a black crop t-shirt, but that was my. And that's how I used to style clients. It's how I tell people to do it now and how I set up the stores very much high low, but, um, yeah, for a basic, I mean, obviously you want decent quality, unless you're only going to wear it a few times, but decent quality, but I mean, do not buy a hundred dollar t-shirt. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> unless it's got Dolly Parton on it, then okay. Right. Right. Do it. But like, for the most part, don't spend too much on, on the trend pieces. Yeah. Going to be in next year, but you know what? buy the $350 leather jacket that you're going to wear the next 10 years. Totally. Totally. No, that's such great advice because yeah, you will have it for forever. And as someone who has bought a very nice leather jacket and also bought a target pleather vegan, whatever word is cool these days. And it literally, I mean, I did wear it for a few years, but then one day I was wearing it and I was sitting down and I looked down and there was these little black, like flaky things on me. And I thought, what is that? Like, what did I rub against? So I kind of brushed them off. And then later on, I noticed they were there again. And then I realized it was because it was, the jacket was literally falling apart. Like, and I ended up leaving it in a trash can in Arizona because I was like, I, I cannot handle, like it was everywhere like the bathroom was covered and I was like oh my god okay this thing is officially done I had a friend that we went we were in Cabo we were dancing all night she was wearing a white romper and she got home in her spray tan (gasps) it was a brown romper by the end of it and I just remember she just took it off and just like basketball like three-pointer threw it just like nope right for a Cabo romper don't spend a lot of money no No, you know, it's funny. I was talking who I was talking with. Oh, I met up with one of my high school friends for coffee the other day and she's got three kids and her oldest daughter is 14. And we were talking about how, you know, different things were when we were kids and how we shopped at like Mervyn's and wet seal, both of those stores I don't think exist any longer and how, you know, maybe JC Penney's, maybe Macy's, if it was for like a nice dress that we needed to buy. And she was saying how it's so crazy how, you know, her daughter had been getting ready for a school dance and she wanted to order this dress from some website and it was like a hundred dollars. And she was like, we can order you like the same dress from Amazon for like $22 and it'll be here in two days. And then you can make sure you actually, she was like, Oh mom, we're not ordering something from Amazon. And she's sitting there being like, well, we're also not ordering you a hundred dollar dress for a, a dance. Cause hi, you're 14. But it's just wild to me. Even like going back to the town that I grew up in, there's a college there and seeing college kids and they're in like Lululemons and Ray-Bans and 
I think back to when I was, you know, 19, if I would have told my mom, I need $90 workout pants that I'm not going to work out in, that I'm just going to roam around campus, she would have laughed so hard and just hung up the phone on me. Yeah, I know. But it's funny, I, I'm in the same boat having a 13 year old and she is the exact same way. She's like, you know, on her Christmas list is like four different, like the Lulu Align jacket and then these and that. And I'm just like, oh my God. And she's always trying on mine. She's like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, because you're like four pounds. Doesn't <laughs> work yet, Grace. But um, I lost my train of thought with that. With how she shops for stuff. Oh, because uh, I was saying how, like, you know, kids are wearing things that, like, we are wearing but as working, yeah, contributing, I, like, and they expect the same stuff. And so I thought, I'm like, oh, I definitely was not this way. But then I do remember desperately wanting guest jeans. Oh, yeah. I couldn't afford them. Uh-huh. But my sister had gotten like a hand-me-down pair. So my mom just kept taking off the little and restyling. Triangle, yes. And would resew it onto mine. Like, just because she's like, I'm not buying you in fifth grade. I'm not buying you guest jeans. Right. So I guess it's the same thing. I mean, except I'm not going to put a Lululemon sticker on the back of a non-Lulu thing, but it it definitely is worse. It's definitely worse now, but I do remember some of it. When we were kids, there was an Esprit outlet. Well, I remember that in the city. In the city, yes. I lived in London, so we would go there. Okay, yeah. So I remember that was like a treat where once a year we would, and it was my neighbor from across the street, her mom took us, I remember the first time, and I was like, I got home, I was like, mom, yes, this place is amazing. It was awesome. Yeah. So then it was like once a year, we got to go to like our pilgrimage to the Esprit outlet. You'd like to dig through bins to find yes, stuff. the yeah. bins with the discounted last season, and it was everything. I do remember that. That was so fun. So much fun. Well, this is super exciting. I can't wait to come visit and have, uh, you know, you you style me and then we can sit and talk about all of our epiphanies as women in there. Do you feel weird saying mid-40s? Yes, but it's funny. Brian will say, I think when I was 38, I would call myself 40. And when I was 40, I'd call myself 45. And I'm 45. And I'm like, well, I'm basically 50. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't. So I feel like I've been here, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it feels weird. It feels weird seeing other people turn that age. Cause you're like, but you really hear that age? Huh? Yeah. Hard to, to, I don't know, it's... to see yourself sometimes. It's like, but I feel 28. Right. Yeah. That's where I get stuck because I feel like, or I, I remember thinking when I was, you know, 24, that by the time I was 30, I would have X, Y, and Z all figured out. And my life would be like this, this, and that. And then I got to 30 and I I kind of equate it to, I've never been someone that kind of takes inventory and is like, oh, I thought I would be somewhere different by now. But I more look at age the way I look at travel when, when I'm going somewhere that I've never been. I always create in my mind what it's going to be like. 
And then I get there and everything I thought it was going to be like immediately just disappears because now I'm there and I'm experiencing it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is what it's like. And I'm feeling it and touching it and tasting it and all the things. And I kind of feel like age is the same way where I I now have come to the realization that it's, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna be like, oh, I feel a certain way because like you said, I still feel like I'm like just 28. 30 I don't know but then it's also all this wisdom yeah and experience Brian and I always joke because we'll like be at a restaurant we'll order like a salmon salad (laughs) look over and there's like a couple that's like pounding cheeseburgers and fries yeah look at each other and we're like man I can't wait till we give up (laughs) (laughs) like when are we gonna give up right I don't know if we ever, someone was like, you won't, you either have that to where you like, just are that person or you don't, you just, you will always be trying to be better. And you know, I don't know, but yeah, I'm like, I can't wait till I don't care anymore. Like about how I look or I can eat what I want. We can get fat together. It's going to be great. You know, that's funny that you say that I, I, um, this one podcast that, I mean, you can listen to it, but they also are on YouTube. So I always watch them when I'm doing like housework and stuff. And it's a husband and wife one. And they were talking yesterday, or I was watching yesterday. I don't know when it came out, but they were talking and she said, what would you rather do with like no consequences? She was like, would you rather just be able to eat like a savage or would you rather, or would you be rather be able to do heroin whenever you wanted? And, oh he, and I was like, okay, those are two like completely opposite extremes. But he ultimately was like, he's like, I'd rather be able to eat like a savage because then I could still like live life. He's like, oh, but if I'm doing heroin all the time, I'm just kind of like laying around. Right. And so it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, and I know I think about that too. Cause sometimes, I mean, I love food. I mean, I, I've always loved food. I love cooking. I love eating. I mean, when I travel, like so many, I've been to a lot of places that aren't, you know, at the top of most people's lists. And when people ask like, well, why did you go there? Why did you go? I'm like the food, the food, the food, it's always the food. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, if, if there was no physical consequences with eating, that would be just a world in which I don't even know what it would be like. No, there's one, what's her name? Uh, Molly Sims has a podcast. It's really good. And she asks a question to her guests. It's like, pizza pasta cheese and is it fuck kill mary oh which, yeah like would you would you fuck pizza kill cheese like which one and i'm like oh that's actually a really good one but i don't know because i love it all i think i would probably marry pizza because i could have it every day and never get sick of it really see i would kill pizza because pizza doesn't do it for me not for you okay no. so what about cheese you cheese person i would marry cheese all day long I mean, give me a block of cheddar and a knife and I'm a happy girl. <laughs> I think I'd kill cheese and, and fuck, fuck um, pasta. Yeah. I mean, I love pasta when it's done right. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm not like, I'm not going to go to Olive Garden. Okay. Um, talking about like, like Italian, like. Yeah. But give me like a restaurant that does like house made pasta. Yeah. And when they're posting on their Instagram stories, like the guy making it. And you see the whole thing. And I'm like, yes. Like, there's this one restaurant in downtown Sacramento. Oh, my God. 
when their pasta special, there was this one back in February, March. It, it was so good. Like we, we went there for my birthday dinner and it was my mom, dad, brother, and I, and two of my best friends. And we talked about that pasta. Like the, the number of times that we talked about that particular pasta dish over the course of the next two months. And, and also individually, all three of us would go back. Cause we would be like, someone would be like, Oh, like you want to have dinner? I'm like, Oh yeah, let's go to Camden because they have this pasta special right now. And it is like orgasmic. And we all, we were like, how many times are we going to eat this pasta? Cause it was so bomb. You should just send them to just after this, just a text. Just be like, Hey, remember that pasta? <laughs> <laughs> like, Hey, remember that day? Remember that day? Talked about it again. Hopefully, you don't have to tell me the name of that. My brother just moved to Sacramento. He did. Yeah. So, oh, we'll, right yeah, I'll yeah. I'll be there. I'm sure I'll have oh, to go. Cool. Visit. Where did they? Oh well, you can tell me off. You know, yeah. what's his address? <laughs> well, like, they're very wealthy. They have <laughs> things. No, no security system. Yeah. Uh, Doors are always unlocked. Everybody's welcome. So you could definitely. <laughs> I, I know that's fun. I know it's it's funny because like you're sitting here and you're like I don't know who's listening to these things, right? So I'm like I'm like I try to be vague and then I'll say something and I'm like, well, that wasn't vague. Yeah, <laughs> the imagination. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, I'm super excited to watch society unfold for you because um, I mean I've bought a handful of things from Goldfinch that are still in heavy rotation. I actually just, um, I found a dress, you know, when you have ha things hanging in your closet and like they get moved just slightly that you, for, you can't see them. Yeah. I found a dress that I bought from you the other day and I was like, there, I knew I had looked for it. I was like, where is this dress that I know I haven't worn yet? It's cause it was hiding. It's no longer hiding. Yeah. The other dresses were, get, were je jealous and they just were like, you they move back there. Move back there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, well, you look great and everything. So. Oh well, that is not true, but I appreciate that you for saying that. Pretty amazing. You know, it's funny though because my mom ordered me this um, jumper a, a few months ago, and she texted me a picture of it. She's like, "Do you like this?" And it was like very colorful, and I like very color, very colorful things. And she's like, "I think it would look great on you, and if you do, I'll order it for you." And I was like, "Wow, that's so sweet." So I said, "Yeah, that's super cute." When I tell you. I mean, it sat like nowhere near my waist. So it looked like my waist was, you know, twice or three times the width that it actually is. And so just everything in it, I looked like I was, I looked like I was just basically a rectangle when I put this thing on. And I was like, no. Wrong. And then I love, I love that. I do love now though, that with so many, uh, retailers, they'll, they get very, a lot of choices for why you're returning it. Yeah, um, you're right. They do. So you can actually give like decent feedback as to why. Um, have you ever ordered from that brand Cider? I haven't. C I D E R. Yeah, it's and I didn't realize I've ordered twice from it now. Once was a skirt, which was fine and yeah. whatever. And then um, I ordered these overalls because I love an overall. Um, I think they. I mean, it's certainly China based. Yeah. Um, so I think their models are all very, very short humans mm -hmm. and who they cut their product as very short humans. Cause I am not that tall. And 
it, they were every, I was like high waters. Like I was like, I can't even let these out to get them to the length that I would need them. So how is anybody else going to anyone taller than me going to wear your clothes cider? If you're just some child that, you know, exactly. Right. So anyway, that was a bummer since they were cute. I'm short. I might be able to wear some things. Yeah. You should check it out. Well, um, thanks for coming on and chatting with me. Awesome. I'm so proud of you. These I've listened to all of yours. I'm huge. Thanks. You do a great job. And I just, the second I heard the concept for the show, I'm like, oh, I definitely have a story. I feel like that I, you know, have definitely a second round. It's happened a few times. I think that's life happens a few times, couple different turns and. Yeah. And then it's like, and then you look back and you're like, wow, I never would have expected this or I never would have thought that I would be here, whether, you know, and that's kind of when I've been talking with different people about coming on, I'm like, it doesn't always have to be like something horrible. It can be a positive. So I'm trying to get a good mix of, of both because, um, I think it's interesting and also fun and you don't always want to be like horrible things have happened. But no, I love, I, I love the, I love the what, I love the learning. I love the, you know, what did, what did, what did, you know, how did I get here? And then I look back, and then I, you know, now I'm doing this, and I'm fulfilled in these ways, and, you know, I mean, even like you were saying earlier, like I decided to just make my body my full time job, and and one of the things that popped in my head was, well, that sucks for your cookie making. <laughs> totally, it did. I had to scratch. No more cookies right they're back in the rotation now oh thank god yeah god there's nothing like a good cookie yeah i know do you guys have crumble cookies there actually yes they put one in the shopping center that is five minutes from my house they're delicious but then i saw some tiktok that like ruined it for me about all the like crap they put in it and like i saw something about that where they like use box cake mix for one of their cookies and i mean while i agree that that adds something it's also a little disheartening i'm like it's duncan hines (laughs) wait a second yeah although you know here's something that i think so i have a deep deep love for cookies and when i was younger um i had a babysitter who lived down the street Mm -hmm. and she would bake with me but she was one of those total like freaks when it came to the dough and she was convinced that if I ate any of the dough I would get salmonella from the eggs and so she would never let me eat any dough and she would scrape the bowl to get out like every last morsel so like I couldn't even lick the bowl so I started making cookies on my own and I was I was I made it my mission to make the world's best chocolate chip cookies and I can confidently say that mine are really really good um because I, my, the CEO of my company, he also is a total cookie monster. And have you guys ever ordered or heard about last crumb from LA? No. Okay. So they're, you know, they, they marketed themselves in a way. So it's very like, you know, Oh, you got to get a, you got to get this week's drop and blah, blah, blah. So, and they're insanely expensive. I think they average out to like $13 a cookie. Now, are they delicious? Yes. Do I think that they need salt? Also, yes. Am I admittedly someone who loves salt? Also, yes. But I will say that, like, I I, I, I don't think I'm wrong. Yeah. Now, I did make 
my cookies and I brought them in and I gave some to my CEO and he told me that they're better than last crumb. And I was like, you are welcome. But here's something funny. He got another shipment of last crumb the other day. And I know this because he sent me a video to taunt me because I'm currently not eating sugar. Um, and I was like, thank you. And I also hate you. But then one of the girls at work the other day and I were talking and she said, she's like, wait, she's like, do you know how many calories are in one of those cookies? And I said, no, I'd never looked because I ate the whole thing. So I threw the wrapper away because I didn't want to know. She's like, they're like 1200 calories. She's like, and I think they have like a, a half of a stick of butter in each one. Well, are they, are they like a huge cookie? Yeah. I mean, they're a big one. I mean, but still i'm like well no wonder they're so delicious <laughs> butter in anything it's anything. gonna be good anything yeah. oh my oh yeah speaking of food i'm starving yeah well go eat i need to eat as well um and now I'll, all i'm gonna think about is cookies for I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right well tell everybody where they can find you so they can online shop since you offer that as well so our website will be up um, in a few months, but it's societyfranklin.com. Very easy. And it's a lot of high-low, like I said, so you can buy things from all different um, all different brands and all different price points. And then if you want to follow the store and see how it's progressing and how we're opening and all that, um, that's society underscore Franklin. And then if you want to just like be like a stalker about it, and like follow me personally in style advice, which you know you do. We all like to do that stuff. That's well styled woman at well styled woman. So there is where I, I'll do a little bit more personal stuff. I'll show some pictures of you know me naked and <laughs> just trying to get some followers. Nikki, trying to drum up some biz. <laughs> trying well, to... It's all like artsy quality nudes. But, yes. yes. Um, yeah, or my my fans is that the my fans is that only fans i was gonna say you gotta drop your only fans don't leave them hanging that's where they get the paid for feet pics exactly brian doesn't know about that one but there's lots of feet dipped peanut butter and honey <laughs> yeah so. i love it i love it well thank you again for being here i appreciate it and thank you all for listening um I you can follow the podcast at round two podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And um we will be back next Monday. Thanks again. <laughs>